Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I am not interested in wokeness. I'm interested in decency and goodness. I'm interested in people pursuing their passions. I'm interested in people learning. And when mistakes happen, being able to recover. These are the things that I find valuable. I have no interest in watching people get destroyed. It's why I don't favor cancel culture. And I oppose it even when it's people attacking me, even when it's people being uh, remarkably insulting and engaged in levels of hatred. Cancel culture is a valueless proposition because cancel culture is the true takedown of civility. And civility requires that people you disagree with have the opportunity to put their thoughts into the sphere, the public sphere. It means that you get to speak And then someone can say, I agree with that. Or someone else can say, I disagree with that. And you never have to fear any level of retribution because the civil society does not add for that. In the civil society, the minority gets to speak. And in the civil society, the majority does not kill the minority for saying things. And we're not talking about minority as in minorities. We're talking about the minority as in people who may have a differing opinion. You and I believe that there is speech. There is free speech and no such thing as hate speech. Right? They believe that saying so is hate speech and you should be prevented from saying certain things. It's like on college campuses when they say, well, you can't say those things. It might insult somebody. Or we can't have the American flag up in the, in the student center because it's offensive to some people. Screw those people. Dear college woke fools, if you're offended by the American flag, you're the problem. You were raised wrong. Your mother hates you and all your professors are trash. Stop listening to them. Transfer universities. Tell your mom to grow a pair and stop worrying about the American flag is attacking you when it's the only thing people are willing to die for. You turn on any news station in America, you'll see video of four people who were killed as they were trying to take this non-boat boat and smuggle people into the United States off the coast of San Diego. Four people killed. The wreckage just crashing up on the shore. People swimming for their lives. The American flag is the problem. Any college student who thinks the American flag is the problem doesn't understand anything, and they should be told so directly and thusly. And I'm not even saying in a way that's particularly angry, just, (laughs) my gosh, you don't know a thing, do you? And then when they say that's hate speech, tell them, (laughs) you don't know a thing, do you? Because the First Amendment does allow me to remind you that you know nothing. But I don't want to cancel you for knowing nothing. I want to help you know something. Now, maybe it's not for me to help them with. Maybe that's for you because it's your child. Or maybe because it's for you because you're that professor. Or maybe because it's you because you're that neighbor or distant cousin. Who knows? 
Wokeness is a problem that destroys the mind and the soul. And if you don't want to believe me, how about we believe the CIA? Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. I kid you not. This is a video put out by the CIA. And this video starts with a tweet. It was put out on social media. Quote, I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Whether you work at the CIA or anywhere else in the world, command your space. You are worth it. Um, let's, let's hold off on all the problems with that statement from the CIA. The CIA! <laughs> and let's hear what it's in this video. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. Can we take a moment just to uh, let that soak in right there? Good. Glad we did. First, it's your parents who told you you could be anything you want to be, yet it's the patriarchy that kept you down. Your parents involved, according to the photo you showed in the video, a woman and a man. That means your father was a man. Why don't you explain it to me? But let's not get into that. Let's get into, and not even this insanity of the patriarchy. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. I want you to know what absolutely horrible advice that is. And the CIA is out of their holy damn mind. I do not want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Because that would mean that anything you're doing is fine. And I would tell Jeffrey Dahmer, don't be unapologetically you. Oh, Tony, that's so extreme. Bernie Madoff, don't be unapologetically you. There. Is that better? Is that... Is, 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 is that better? Uh, who's the woman uh, 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 who, who took the, her, her three babies and put them in the car and then, and then uh, you know, sent them into the lake and killed them? I know there's more than a few stories. Don't be unapologetically you. There's more than a full sto few stories like that, right? You should not be unapologetically you. Not in the slightest. Because who you are is terrible. What kind of person gives this advice? That's like saying, you know what? You know what you should do for a living? You should do what makes you happy. You should, you should do something you love. Have you ever discussed the fact that maybe your work doesn't make you happy and maybe there is no work that you love? Maybe what you want to do is surf all day. But you know that for the money that you need, you can't teach surfing lessons. So you go to work at a, at a, at a, at a company and you, and you punch numbers in. But every free chance you get, you go surfing. Right? What good is the advice of do something you love? It's garbage, terrible advice. Do something that allows you to live the life that you love. Ooh. 
You got a problem with that, producer Ari? I mean, I I was do do things you love and the money will follow. I believe that. Oh, I absolutely positively do not. Well, all right. Because it's not true. I... There is nothing true about the fact do something you love and the money will follow. As a matter of fact, it doesn't happen that way more often than it does happen that way. Well, it's anecdotal, sure, but if if I start a restaurant and the restaurant fails, I was doing something I love, but the money didn't follow. And how many restaurants fail, producer Ari? Uh, more than succeed. Would you invest in a restaurant? Never in a million years. Ergo, doing something you love is completely inconsequential. Now, if you know that it's not going to make you much money, that's fine. Because the one thing I would agree with you with is that the money is not everything. You make decisions. But you have to ask yourself, what is it that I really love? And it could be that it's not the work. It could be all the other things that the work allows me to do. But what if you don't get a job and you want a job, but you don't get a job, but you want the job. You don't get the job, but you want the job. Why aren't can I get the job? Well, it's simple. In the interview process, you come across as a scumbag. You don't show up on time. You don't show up dressed for success. You come across as rude. You act like you know everything. You don't have the work ethic. You're not willing to listen. Maybe you being unapologetically you is the problem. Maybe you, as unapologetically you, suck. This conversation is one of introspection. And if the CIA is telling me they're willing to hire people who don't have introspection, well, then maybe that explains the CIA's crappy track record over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Maybe that's what it is. When people come to you and say, well, this is just who I am. Okay, but maybe there's a reason nobody dates you. And maybe there's a reason no one hires you. And maybe there's a reason you get picked last for the kickball team. And maybe there's a reason no one invited you to that party this weekend. And maybe there's a reason for all the things. I am not making the argument that you should go about changing your entire life to make somebody else happy or, 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 or feel good or, or, or approve of you. That's not my argument. My argument is why are you not looking at you to ask yourself if what you're doing is of value? College students who say that the American flag is triggering in a student hall are worthless. Why don't we tell them so? Oh, you don't think the American flag should be in, in, the, in this, student, uh, this faculty center or this, this student center? Well, you're a schmuck. Get out of my campus. You're a schmuck. You were raised by fools. Bye-bye. No, no, no. You can have, you know what? Take that back. We don't believe in cancel culture. You're a fool. We're moving on. But if you try and touch the flag, well, then we're going to have ourselves a problem. Right? I don't, throw you off the, I don't throw you out of the college. I just call you a fool. Your parents raised you wrong. Sometimes it's not the parents' fault, though. We all know that. Sometimes the parents did the best they could. And, well, you sent them to the college that told them that the American flag was bad or something like that. People are dying to get into the country, literally. But the, but the country is bad. I mean, that's just, that's just, you can just reflect on that one for a while.
This is what the CIA is putting out there. I did not know that the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, was this dopey, was this foolhardy, was this downright ignorant. And I'm saying that about CIA agents who could possibly have me killed right now. I'm trying to see if there are any red dots on me as we speak. Nope, I'm good, I'm clear. Do not be unapologetically you. Ask yourself whether or not how you're doing things is valuable. And by the way, don't think you're brilliant. I'm going to share my brilliance with the world. Could you try just being normal? It's a good way to start. I'm Tony Katz. So the denials keep coming of a prisoner swap with Iran. Tony Katz, great to be with you, Tony Katz, today. The rumor is, is and this comes from Lebanese TV and a pro-Iranian Leban- Lebanon, a Lebanese TV channel. The rumor is, is that $7 billion was unfrozen by the United States in order to return a prisoner. Now, this has been reported in a series of places. My problem is I can't, I can't prove it. I haven't seen that yet. That Iran would have released four Americans accused of spying in exchange for four Iranian prisoners as well as $7 billion. State Department telling Fox News no deal has been struck. How do we feel about these things? By the way, if it's four for four, it's four for four. Why are we kicking in $7 billion? It's because they know we will. They have nothing that they can offer, right? They have nothing that they can provide, right? How about this? Four for four, the $7 billion, but you have to hand us the Ayatollah, right? That's worth $7 billion, right? Right? No? Well, then okay. And by the way, these these are the uh, are the tough things. You know, so I was there's a story that came up from a statement that I made about the idea that I oppose the public accommodation. Follow me. I oppose the idea that we say in America that if you own a restaurant, you have to serve everyone in the restaurant. I don't believe that's true. I believe you get to decide who you want to serve. The freedom is ugly and messy and the best thing going. And if you don't want to serve me because I'm, I'm Jewish, then you don't have to serve me. You can put up a sign. We don't serve Jews. We don't serve white people. We don't serve black people. We don't serve gay people. We don't serve women. We don't serve men. It's your place. It's your place. Do what you will. And then I got asked something that I'm used to being asked, which is the hypothetical to the extreme. You have a child who's deathly ill, and there's one drug that will save them. But the person who controls that drug, the company that controls that drug, they don't sell to Jews. They won't sell it to you. Should they be forced to? And, of course, there's a conversation of drugs are approved by the FDA, so therefore government's involved because I don't believe that government has the right to say no. 
government has to provide all things that they provide to the entirety of the citizenry. People, citizens have rights. Government, nothing. So maybe in that case, they can't because FDA approvals and things like that. But you understand, of course, that the question is, is, is a fantastical question. Oh, it's a, it's a ludicrous, it's a stupid example that they gave. Right? Because what parent doesn't say, well, I would kill somebody for my kid, which is exactly what I said. I would kill someone for my kid. <gasps> then where's your morality? You asked a fantastical question. I'm giving you a fantastical response, and now you're going to look at me like I'm nuts? When Michael Dukakis was running for president in 1988 against George H.W. Bush, he was asked this question, I paraphrase. Uh, the, the Saturday Night Live did a great skit on this back in the day with, with John Lovitz and, and, and Dana Carvey. If somebody raped your wife, uh, what would you do? You know, and the response was, uh, I would be enraged. That was Michael Dukakis. Michael Dukakis got asked this kind of question and gave an answer that was so robotic and so non-human. The answer is, you touch my wife, I break you in two. Any husband who isn't saying that isn't a husband. Ladies, if your husband ain't willing to break the guy in two, get the divorce immediately. What are you, nuts? You touch my wife, you don't get to touch nothing again. I take both arms, you figure it out. You want to try it with your feet? Feel free. That's just the way it is. That's the answer. But the point is that we have laws and we have a system so the reactionary, the person who is in distress, the parent trying to save their child, isn't making the laws. And by the way, if you were to take someone's life, you deal with the consequences. But what kind of society says you have to sell the thing? You have to provide the service. Oh, there are, as George Orwell uh, has written, uh, war is evil and uh, war is uh, evil and some things are worse. Right? A society <laughs> that tells you, that compels people to do things. It's not a society I want to live in. The radicalized, the, 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 the desperate parents, I said radicalized, but the desperate parent, that's not an argument. I had not discussed this with producer Ari, but they're a completely different generation who agrees it's not an argument, it's nuts. But that is sometimes the way people act and react when forced with reality that freedom is ugly and the best game going. I'm Tony Katz. Saturday Night Live just a moment ago and it's important to remember that this show is is a cultural juggernaut right like them or, or, or don't like them think they're funny think they're not funny over the years Saturday Night Live has been responsible for and has had the opportunity to 
engage culture and move culture like very few institutions have been able to do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, a pleasure, guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, Parlor, Instagram, Tony Katz. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Well, Elon Musk is scheduled to be the host uh, in, in, in a few days, right? Or whenever it is, maybe it's already passed. He's going to be the host of Saturday Night Live. And the Saturday Night Live staff is angry. I mean, this is Elon Musk, right? PayPal, te- Tesla, SpaceX, billionaire, pretty smart dude. And he's going to host, and the staff is is, is upset. As a matter of fact, they're not going to appear alongside him. When it first got announced that Elon Musk was going to host the show, there were cast members talking about, you know, you know, he makes too much money, and they were quoting Bernie Sanders and talking about how this 1% has more money than this group and everything else. It's, they're, they're angry with him for having too much money. And the answer is stop it. Make fun of him. The guy is smoking weed on podcasts. He's, he, he thinks he can, you know, go to Mars. You have a million things you can make fun of him for. But now they're saying that they won't appear next to him. They won't appear next to the guy. Why not? And the only answer one can come to is because it is because the staff at Saturday Night Live are a bunch of cowards. Let us remember something about this cast. You have never done anything except get this job. While you were cowering in the corner, afraid of Elon Musk, the Dragon capsule from SpaceX returned four astronauts to Earth with the first nighttime splashdown since 1968. He created reusable shuttles, reusable capsules. He has done it. And you're embarrassed to show up with him? Maybe there's something wrong with who you are as people. Maybe there's something wrong with how you do things. Maybe he should be embarrassed to be showing up with such low-rent, low-class, worthless people who have never done anything with their lives as you. Now, you've done something with your life. It's not easy to get on Saturday Night Live. Lots of people try out for it. You can make people laugh. Building a career in comedy in in Hollywood, not easy. It's not easy to build a career in, in, in Hollywood. These things are... These things are difficult. But we should also be clear that you think that this is valuable. You think that you're good and decent. And it's important to know that you're not. It's important that the rest of us know that when you, the cast of Saturday Night Live, won't show up or won't stand next to Elon Musk, it's because you're terrible. You're not woke. You're not brave. You're not brave. 
Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to others. Lying to ourselves is what happens when we think that uh, the TSA is of value. As I said, I, I, was, I was down in Florida, and I, I got on the flight, and yes, Producer Ari, I was in full suit. I both know. Ways. I wore a suit there. I wore a suit back. I travel in a suit, people. Uh, these people who, who uh, travel in, in literally in their underwear or travel in their pajamas, it's ridiculous. And you're, you are embarrassing, just so we're clear. You, if, you, if you're wearing flannel pants at any age, well, you know, a two-year-old. I'll give a two-year-old anything, right? They got the flannel and, oh, and flip-flops, and, or you're wearing the yoga pants and, 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 and basically wearing nothing. Could, could you not, could you learn to respect yourself just a little bit? Maybe you don't have to be me and wear a suit, but could you, could you pretend you care? That'd be, that'd be great. The TSA went through the whole rigmarole, had, I, and I don't go through the machinery you have to put up your hands. I won't do it. I, I'm not guilty. I am not guilty. I'm not putting my hands up. Just won't be a part of it. So I, I, they, they, they want to do the whole feeling up thing? Uh, fine. Just, I, it's hard to have respect for them. But this is a story about a fallen soldier. So there is um, a man by the name of uh, George Tirado. George Tirado served in the military, and he had a friend, um, Sergeant First Class Richard Martin. Richard Martin was killed, uh, and uh, the ashes of Richard Martin were placed into a bullet that George Tirado wore as a necklace. Well, the TSA doesn't allow the bullet on a necklace to be on a plane. So, like, yeah, you can't bring that. You're already there, right? You can't check it. I can't. It's not a bullet. It looks like a bullet, but it's not a bullet. It's not going to be fireable. What, what do you care? But no, we have these nonsense garbage rules that say you can't wear it. And so he had to give it up, and they did mail it back to him. That's not the point. That is not the point. By the way, you know it's not a, 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 a real bullet, right? It's, it's a replica. Do you think that somehow the TSA is doing us a favor when it says, no, you can't have that? We know it's embarrassing. We're fully aware that it's embarrassing. We're aware that it is wrong on every single level. So the question is, why does it keep happening? Why do we keep allowing these things to happen? Why do we kid ourselves? And allow ourselves to say that, yes, oh, absolutely, the TSA is good for us. When we know it's not. When we know it's garbage. I am not making the claim that everybody who works uh, in, in, the, in the TSA is a bad person. I am saying the very idea that we think that these rules keep us safe is, of course, nonsense nonsense and we should stop it with these rules 
We should stop it with the, the, even the thought of telling somebody, no, you can't wear that. Too silly for words. Not as silly as Alyssa Milano. And the one, two, three punch that goes from her to Joy Behar to Ron DeSantis. I have got that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is a great before and after tweet from CNN. When President Trump was president, CNN putting out things like, even before his diagnosis, President Trump had taken to calling drug companies to check on their vaccine trials, asking how much longer they'll take, and ginning up the pressure around his desire for a vaccine before Election Day. And then now what they tweet is the urgent wartime effort by President Biden and his top advisors to get millions of vaccines in the arms of Americans has allowed the U.S. to go from having one of the worst COVID responses in the world to being a global leader in vaccinations. And that is why no one trusts the media. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And for the people who say how wrong it is to say there's no faith in media, there's no trust in the media, the media is the enemy of the people, maybe stop being a bunch of liars. Operation Warp Speed worked. Donald Trump did it. And Joe Biden had the common sense to keep doing it. I'm glad. I'm thrilled. It's good. That we've got people who want vaccines getting vaccines. What's the issue? When Trump was doing it, it was despicable. When Biden does it, oh, you're so gross. You are so gross, CNN. We see you, and you're the reason. You're the reason that other people in media get treated so remarkably poorly. Now, Black Lives Matter, they've got themselves some new demands. This according to Emily Zanotti, who we love, over at DailyWire.com. They've got an updated list of demands, and they want to see President Trump uh, to be, uh, they, what, what, do they want him convicted? Yeah, they want him convicted. Remember, this is the organization where their leader, Patrice Cullors, is buying million-dollar homes and she's taking multi-thousand dollar vacations and then claims that you noticing that is racism. I notice it. I don't care what you call me. What does it matter what you say? You think it matters if Black Lives Matter calls you a name? It doesn't matter at all. Not in the slightest or in any way. But their updated list, they want that politicians resist using the coup the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, as an excuse for cracking down on the mostly peaceful demonstrations that happened in the summer. I'm going to notice all things, and I'm going to speak of them as they are. We are joining Representative Ilhan Omar, Representative Ayanna Presley, Representative Cory Bush, Representative Jamal Bowman, and others who are demanding Trump be immediately convicted in the United States Senate. Trump must also be banned from holding elected office in the future. Holy cow. They are really scared of him. By the way, that's a, that's a nice foursome uh, to, to, to pick there, right? 
just I, it's so good to see Black Lives Matter admitting their their Marxism. Just put it out clearly uh, for the rest of the world uh, to to see. Meanwhile, Governor Ron DeSantis is asked about, he's the governor of Florida, asked about uh, critical race theory and systemic racism in the United States. This proposition that we are a systemically racist country, your reaction? Well, it's a bunch of horse manure. I mean, give me a break. This country uh, has had more opportunity for more people than any country in the history of the world. And it doesn't matter where you trace your ancestry from. We've had people that have been able to succeed and all. And here's the problem with things like critical race theory that they're peddling. They're basically saying all our institutions are, are bankrupt and they're, they're illegitimate. Okay, so how do you have a society if everything in your society is illegitimate? So it's a very harmful ideology, and I would say uh, really a, a race-based version uh, of, of a Marxist-type ideology. So we've banned it in our schools here in Florida. We're not going to put any taxpayer dollars to critical race theory. And we want to treat people as individuals, not as members of groups. Now, I believe we should treat people as individuals, and of course, critical race theory mixed with uh, anti-racism training are about the very idea that you treat people as groups, right? So we, we can say this uh, clearly and, and with, a, with a fair amount of, of focus. One thing that I would advise against, while I agree that it is not a racist country, let me say that again, of course not. It's also not an anti-Semitic country. That anti-Semitism exists doesn't mean it's an anti-Semitic country. Just because racism exists doesn't mean that it's a racist country. It's not, it's not what it means. It doesn't mean someone couldn't point to you some policy somewhere where you're like, yeah, that's messed up, that's got to go. Very often people want to point uh, uh, around me, uh, they'll, they'll, well, they don't necessarily point at me, they'll point at um, uh, redlining, right? The idea that people were um, prevented from getting a loan. I don't think that it's wrong to, to notice that somebody who is prevented from getting a loan, right, can't buy in certain neighborhoods, so therefore they buy in other neighborhoods, well, the neighborhood X where they couldn't buy, the values go up 10 times. The neighborhood Y where they could buy goes up two times. And that can create some serious issues when we're talking about things like wealth. I, uh, you will not get a single disagreement from me. You will get me to note that there were other people affected by that redlining who have had less long-term issues, and one can ask the question, why? Of course they can ask the question, why? But that in and of itself, which I think is a worthy discussion, is a much different conversation than declaring a nation as racist. Now, critical race theory pushes the idea that race is involved in all things. And there are people out there who now want to say, no, 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 look, we, we don't want white people to feel bad. We're not calling everybody a, a, a racist. Yes, 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 you are. And you have been. And it's been a constant conversation. The, that's what Ibram Kendi is doing. You have him speak at your college campus. Of course he's a, he's a bigot telling people that white people are the problem. 
Of course he's dividing people. Of course this is what we're seeing on college campuses. Of course this is what we are seeing in, in, in high schools. That's why parents are fighting back. Carroll County, Texas, or Carroll, Texas, I should say. They just voted against a referendum regarding critical race theory and the people behind it, and they voted out a lot of people who were supporting this bigotry. Nearly 70% of the vote opposing critical race theory in the schools. So the opponents won two of the new seats on uh, the, the this uh, school board. So this uh, idea of critical race theory won't be taught in the schools. The great pushback. You see how easy it is to have a conversation without falling into the insanity? It's super easy. You just got to be willing to do it. And the people like Black Lives Matter, they're not willing to do it. Because Marxists don't work like that. Marxists want to destroy to conquer. Just the facts. This is Tony Katz today.